Hey, Tyler. Oh, hey. Hey, what? Hey, did you know that uh, Dad's Meat World has its own gear shop? You do? We have a gear shop? How does that even work? That's very simple. You visit dadsmeatworld.threadless.com and you can get yourself a shirt, a hoodie, magnets, stickers, all kinds of stuff with our logo or even our beautiful faces on it that you can wear or slap up on your laptop, your phone, or whatever you want to put it on and show your love for our podcast. Wait a minute. You're telling me I can get a picture of my face that I can wear? That's right. Won't your wife love that? You're sucking up to me. My wife would love that indeed. And I think uh, I would greatly appreciate it if I saw more Daz Meat World stuff out there because I think uh, we have some fans and I think they want to represent. That's right. So go to dazmeatworld.threadless.com. I'm going there right now. I'm cool. God help me. Welcome back to Dad's Meet World, your favorite retrospective uh, Boy Meets World show. I am one of your dads, Tyler. And I'm your other dad, Brett. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at a classic Boy Meets World episode, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Uh, we had a little confusion uh, before uh, we <laughs> got into this because Disney Plus, for whatever reason, has this out of order. So that kind of confused me. I started prepping for another episode, but hey, I'm going to be... Uh, Two steps ahead, you know, by the time we get to that episode. But, uh, Brett, how are you? You can never have too much Boy Meets World, right? I mean, it's not a problem to watch no, of more of not. it. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, you know. Got a lot of uh, Boy Meets World on my plate, getting to watch it. Week's been going all right. Been uh, playing some sound clips for my children. And I was watching the, uh, well, playing the sound clip for uh, season seven down the road where Eric tries to propose to Topanga and talks about making Nick Nick. And my 15-year-old is finally old enough to understand just what Nick Nick is. And how did she, how did, uh, she feel about it? Um, her childhood is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says, I thought it was just kissing. I, I, I didn't really. I thought there was more to it, but I was hoping. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a real interesting time and once we get to like season five onward of, you know, towing the line and <laughs> discussing this show. We might have to have a Patreon subscribers only podcast called Dad's Meat World After Dark. Yes. How are you doing this uh, week, un- <laughs> The extended uh, <laughs> uncensored cut. <laughs> I get it. It's the dad's cut. Yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> The Nick Nick I'm cut. Doing- <laughs> really? Hashtag release yes. the Nick Nick cut. <laughs> that shouldn't be as funny as it is. <laughs> oh, good looking people. You're in for a fun one this week. <laughs> you are. Oh, my gosh. Um, so just uh, to be honest, I am... A little on the tired side. Uh, had a bit of a long weekend. I, whew, as we're recording this, it's the first week of October. Sorry to to break the the wall. Uh, it's not the fourth wall because you know the, you can't see us. You know, so we. Thank you. Uh, we went and helped out for a memorial walk. Um, 
you know, I guess this is a halfway decent time uh, to talk about this. Why not? But the month of October, uh, I know it's already passed by the time this recording's coming out, but uh, it's a time where, you know, you think about and, and remember uh, families and uh, children who we lost, uh, whether they were an infant or uh, pregnancy loss. And so we are, we're a por- part of a group who... Um, are really focused on talking about our babies and loving on them and loving on other people. Uh, and so we went down and, and that's what we did. We went to Pittsburgh and just were able to be there for families that don't always get that. And they were just able to walk and think about their babies. And we thought about ours and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. It was a super early day because we had to travel all the way to Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, throwing my half asleep uh, child in the car as he was wondering where are we and why aren't we in bed it was a fun, fun time all around but i'm so tired still. <laughs> <laughs> well we will try to keep you awake and entertained with our hashtag yes. release the nick nick cut this week yes ha- hashtag release the nick nick cut get it trending <laughs> <laughs> That's your that's your assignment this week for Mr. Feeney, good looking people. Well, I mean, it took the Snyder cut about two years of uh, tweeting that nonstop and also the actors being a part of it. So it may take us a little bit to get the uh, <laughs> release the Nick Nick cut going. All right. Will, Ryder, Danielle, hashtag release the Nick Nick cut. I have no clue what it is, but release it. <laughs> I'll put it down as a note. I, w- I want to make sure we remember this hashtag. Right. Uh, release the Nick Nick cut. Po- po- pods meet, meet world. We are looking to you, friends. We know that we're still number two, maybe, but we're coming for you, especially with that Nick Nick cut. Well, anyway, I I think we got an episode that we need to talk about this week. Don't we, Tyler? We, we do. Uh, so why don't we get into it? You want to give us that... Uh, Syllabus? I will. Uh, this is the synopsis, f- whatever it is. <laughs> it's an S word. There we go. <laughs> this is the 13th episode of season one. She loves me. She loves me not. Eric is brought in as a guest lecturer for high school to Corey's school. Topanga develops a crush on Eric while Corey thinks she has a crush on him. This episode was written by April Kelly, directed by David Trainer, and originally aired in January 14th, 1994, and currently enjoys an IMDb rating of 7.9. I think all the episodes that we've done so far are in the 7 range, aren't they? At least, yes. That's good. Yeah, they're on uh, they're on good ground. Well, for whatever reason, I know in, in times we've gone back and watched the show, we'll skip season one just because of some of those awkwardness. But I really wish I hadn't because the first season is quite excellent. It has been a refreshing uh, surprise. I mean, uh, usually when I watch it, I kind of breeze through season one, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been nice to kind of take my time. Yeah. So we start with Topanga finding an origami paper rose on her desk. And yes, what a lovelorn boy Minkus is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we have established that uh, Minkus thinks there's a future with him and Topanga, but now we actually see him trying to be sweet and give her romantic gesture. Yes. And uh, do you have the clipping of uh, the whole conversation? Uh, not the whole one. Is it just me or is love blooming among the nerd sets? <laughs> 
Very nice. I, I have yeah. some of uh, Sean and Corey. You know, Corey and uh, Sean are talking about what it might be to uh, have Minkus starring in a movie. It's Minkus in Love. Watch what happens when 48 pounds of nearsighted geek meets 10 pounds of hair from a parallel universe. But uh, <laughs> Topanga decides that she's going to come over and uh, kind of chastise them a little bit. Right? No. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of a different. Am I thinking of a different episode? No, we're, we're, we'll get there. She's just at first. She's yeah. just you know trying to be like, oh, who could have left this? Because like I don't know. Ah, uh, yes, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, so yes. Um, he says he has a white uh, Camilla. Yes, it's not a rose. <laughs> so Perfect, yes, Minkus uh, loveliness. Yeah, Minkus corrects her, and you know it's it's a very sweet moment, and you know she's very mm -hmm. appreciative, and uh, I think Minkus is uh, is encouraged that his uh, his uh, expression of affection is well received. Well, and she's definitely flattered by it. There's no way around it. Like they have. It, that cute kind of flirtiness to them, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a sweet, it's an innocent thing. It really is. And, you know, it is sixth grade, so it's yeah. definitely appropriate level of flirtiness, in my opinion. But in a different show, that would become the romance. Mm-hmm. Of Corey is immature and he's kind of a jerk. He doesn't deserve her, and Minkus will prove that he is the right one for her. But this is not that show. In the end, it would be Minkus, not Corey and Sean, saying. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, I do. I don't. I don't, I don't want us to skip past something real quick because uh, mm -hmm. Sean does say uh, he looks like Bambi's mom before she got caught with that bullet. <laughs> Yeah. So I I figured just just in case, just in case, uh Disney has not done a remake of this movie, so I figured let's just briefly chat about it. Ah uh, yes, Bambi. <laughs> yes. So Bambi was a Disney movie released in nineteen forty two. It's a story about a young buck named Bambi from a birth to adulthood, and it's roughly like you could say like his first like three years alive. Mm -hmm. As an actual hunter. <laughs> as watching it as an adult, and I was trying to show it to my son during the pandemic a it's a lot shorter than i th thought it was <laughs> and b he grows up way too quickly and i'm like how is it possible that he okay sure he it's a disney movie none of them are hunters hunters are bad i get it okay for the record <laughs> i did look up that uh female deers can start reproducing in about uh, seven to eight uh months and for male deers uh it's 14 to 15 months mm -hmm. so when in in uh Bambi. Bambi fends off Feline's deer that was trying to go after her. It's not wrong to say that as long as, you know, it's in, in his second, or is like midway through his second year of life, you know, technically he could reproduce with her. They don't make it seem like that's the case at this time around, but you know, hey, it's, it's a Disney movie. Well, I mean, the animals all talk, so I don't think Disney was too concerned with, um, accuracy there yeah uh, i will also <laughs> say before i forget I'd, I'd be really sad if i missed this uh his two friends he's also follows with because they're also born around the same time and their two best friends are thumper and flower a mm -hmm. rabbit and a skunk if you can't say nothing nice don't say anything at all <laughs> yes that's why they call uh, me thumper <laughs> <laughs> so 
you know the big the big th- th- scene from this movie is is the scene where Bambi's mother dies, right? As, as is in all Disney movies. <laughs> yes, I know, but it's just it's really sad because it makes it seem like these hunters come out of nowhere, and once the boots come, then Bambi di- mom dies, yada yada. Hunters are bad. You are evil. <laughs> yes, I am evil. <laughs> Well, first of all, I think I took it as they're not supposed to be there right at that time. So they're hunting out of season, which is illegal. There's a very specific amount of time you can be hunting. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand if people need to hunt for meat, it's one thing. But, you know, if you're just shooting deer to shoot deer, that's wrong. You know, I pay for a license. I want to go out and hunt. I want to protect. Protect farms, all that jazz, protect family. And, and the big thing that I want people to understand about hunting real quick, and I'll, I'll get off hunting, I swear. <laughs> we're right, we're actually we're right around the hunting season when this should be releasing. So this is accurate. It's a problem that deer come out on the road and people get hurt in car accidents with deers. So in order to protect people from that, you have to go out and hunt them. Unfortunately, as beautiful as deer are, they are giant rodents or rodent-like beings. So, unfortunately, they they mate and they reproduce quickly. They reproduce a lot. Uh, and so we have to go out and hunt them to protect themselves because they they could overpopulate areas and destroy all the resources there. And there's actually this cool documentary about I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it's Yellowstone National Park, I want to say, where they had they didn't have enough natural predators. And so animals like deers and whatnot and small rodents were destroying the environment. And so because they released a wolf, a wolf pack into that environment, it helped to to get the natural process going again in that area. Really cool stuff. I'll the mm-hmm. maybe I'll find a deep dive at some point. I'll excuse to do a deep dive on that at some point to give actual accurate information. I just remember finding out about that and I thought it was so cool. Anywho, back to the love that the, the nerds and Corey and uh Sean making fun of them. The the nerd <laughs> love bomb that's going on. Well anyway, let's pick up where uh Mr. Feeney walks in and wish uh tells everyone that he hopes they all had a good weekend. We find out Corey's definition of a good weekend is homemade brownies and two monster movies. I can't disagree. Sean's mm-hmm. definition of good weekend is selling blood. And uh, <laughs> so this is another sign that maybe things aren't going as well for Sean as uh, we maybe thought. And yeah, I mean, we found out uh, two episodes ago. Well, ten, three episodes ago that uh, Sean's dad had been laid off. Wasn't going to have a very nice Christmas. And I'm going to assume that clearly things have not picked up since then. Mm-hmm. Well, and. I don't know how ethical it is to sell blood from a 12-year-old, but, you know, who knows the type of place they're going to. It was the 90s. We were a little looser with things then. <laughs> Could be. Oh, I will say we did miss, because uh, I went on my hunting rant, uh, but Topanga does basically give crap back to Corey and be like, hey, he's nice and being kind. You're just being a jerk. Yes. And it's one of the things I love about them is that she just she doesn't take it. She just goes, hey... This is what you are doing, and I'm not mm-hmm. cool with that. Yep. She does stand up for herself. Yes. Uh, Mr. Feeney brings in, uh, lets them know that they're going to have a special guest speaker coming in from the high school. And uh, <laughs> a well-educated and good student. No, wait. <laughs> it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Corey? Mr. Matthews? Mr. Feeney? <laughs> 
Oh, yes. And it turns out uh, all of the good students are, uh, you know, they have ambition and drive. And Eric's just looking to get out of algebra. (laughs) Yeah. But Eric's here to tell them about what's going to happen in high school when they move on. And uh, Minkus Minkus gets a little bit of sass here. I got a little bit here for him. Sorry, I'm just looking at the script real quick and seeing that it does say by name at Adams High. It doesn't say John Adams, but, you know, the first reference to Adams High is right here. Interesting. Indeed, yes. At least all of us who pass. Hey, Minkus, pass this. It's a rather impressive armpit fart, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, I never got one to go that loud. Nor did I. Um, yeah, but he does make reference to that they're going into seventh grade. Yes, and seventh grade includes the high school. And uh, Eric's... Um, how did Topanga not catch Mr. Feeney referring to Eric as Mr. Matthews the first time? Um, I'm pretty sure he walks in and she sees beautiful boy. Nah, that could be true because she's clearly smitten. That camera lingers on her when he starts talking and that, uh-huh. that face is just. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I also noted the, the, uh, the, Loving insult that Eric uses of phlegm balls. Yes. <laughs> I think that Very one nice. needs to make a comeback. Yeah, phlegm balls. <gasps> no, that's what we can't call our audience. Bad thought, don't say that. <laughs> audience, if you'd like to be called phlegm balls, let us know. Oh, oh gosh. You can be phlegm balls uh, or good looking people. <laughs> I th- think good looking people works. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but essentially what Eric is getting at is, hey, parties, hang out with the cool kids, make sure you have the cool clothes, and don't be a nerd. That's right. I do have his full presentation. Let's hear it. Wonderful. Anyway, next year you guys will be seventh graders, or as we upperclassmen will be calling you, phlegm balls. (laughs) Now, there's going to be a few things you're going to need to know for survival on the mean streets of high school. Will the exam process be more rigorous? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> parties are going to be a lot better, too, because you can stay out later. All right. And of course, cool clothes are a must. For that young detention sitter on the go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're going to want to know where the parking lot is, too, because that's where the most popular kids hang. And you're going to want to hang with them. Unless, of course, you want to look like a complete nerd. <laughs> no offense, man. Who cares? This isn't like home, Eric. In here, when I raise my hand, you have to answer. I do? I do, too. All right. Now, next year, when you're 16 and driving to school, would you be willing to give a ride to a certain few select phlegm balls? Do I have to? I wouldn't. Drop dead. (laughs) What do I owe you? (laughs) Oh, yes. The love between two brothers. Yeah. Uh, now, how how would you grade that uh, that little session there from Eric? That little lecture, shall we say? That guest lecture. <laughs> it sounds like a sophomore who doesn't want to be in class, who thought about it on the way over. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like, not very. Nothing helpful. of substance came out of his mouth 
at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly, John Adams High does not have a very rigorous uh, criteria for selecting who they send over to the middle schools. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds like whoever the teacher advisor was, I was told, hey, pick a student. They just went... Any student want to go, blah, 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 you'll be able to be out of the class. And Eric went, me. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'll say this. I know this is going to make me sound like a big nerd, but I could count on my hands how many days of school I missed in high school. It was not much, <laughs> but any opportunity I got to in school go do something else I take them every single time because then I would show up. I get credit for being at school, but then oh, I go to this competition here. I wouldn't do anything at the competition, but, you know, I got out of school or I go record something for AV or whatever or follow around uh, someone with the uh, interest of field choice, you know. Of course. So yeah. <laughs> any, any chance I would get to get credit for being at school I'd take but you know if I could spend the whole day not doing anything can't complain <laughs> to, to quote Ron Swanson I would work a whole lot to work a whole little there you go there, <laughs> there is no finer role model than Ron <laughs> yes so anyway we uh, we skip over the lovely theme song and wind up in the oh, Matthews gosh. kitchen <laughs> Is this the first yes. time Topanga brings Corey and Sean brownies? Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> they, make, they make a big deal of it, but this is the first time that, like, she's there, but, like, she goes there on her own to do something, like, for mm-hmm. something. And it's not just, like, we have a project to talk about. Yeah. Up to this point, we've never seen her over outside of a school project, and she brought brownies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It seems like a peace offering before entering a home. Oh, yes, yes. It's an appropriate one. And, you know, what sixth grade boy is going to turn down junk food, especially home-baked Not I've junk met. food? <laughs> Not I've met. Yep, yep. And she talks yes. about, uh, we also uh, get to hear about her sister, Nebby, also known you as- You mean ne- Debbie? <laughs> no, Nebby. Nebula Stop the War Lawrence. What a name that is. <laughs> I had forgotten her middle name over the years and stopped Ooh. the war. And then and, and 93, 94, it had to have been the Gulf War. <laughs> Probably. I just, I have to say, for, to make my notes simpler, I don't know if you did this, but I just wrote Topanga quite often as Topi. Because I know that Corey's referred to her like that. So at points I wrote Topi or Topis, like something like that. Just so I'd be like, okay, I know it's Topanga, but I can't keep writing her name. <laughs> but my goodness, <laughs> what a middle name is Stop the War. <laughs> oh, man. You know, every, every child tends to be embarrassed at some point by their middle name, but... How do you grow out of embarrassment for Nebula Stop the War? <laughs> uh, could we? Should we take this time to discuss about uh, Topanga's sister? Yes, let's. <laughs> like, do, like, do you have a theory on where she went and why Topanga becomes an only child? My theory 
is that she took her middle name far too seriously, joined mm-hmm. the Peace Corps, and was never heard from again. Hmm. I do like that. Simple, cut and dry. That's just what I believe. Well, I'll add to that because I think I can add a little bit more. So that way, as Topanga gets more older and more rational on why she doesn't refer to having a sister. Mm -hmm. So I do like that, though. If she goes on the Peace Corps, we never hear (laughs) from her again. Um, But before that... Uh, Topanga doesn't realize this kind of similar to Sean's situation of having a sister. We know the real reason. It's just, you know, who cares? But what I was thinking about is what if Topanga's grandma is the actual mother of uh, Nebula Stop the War Lawrence? And they are the more hippie-ish people. Thus, they're the ones that name her. It's not actually Topanga's family, parents. But let's just say they're a little more intense into the hippie-ish lifestyle, where Topanga's parents are more, you know, yes, we're hippies, but we also own a bookstore, and we got to pay the bills. And I went to <laughs> Yale. Um, I'm never going to let that down. That's going to bother me for this whole show. So, uh, anywho. Would, would Grandma be on the legacy Yale part of the family, or the part that married into the legacy side. I think it's the mar- probably the married into is my guess. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Anyway, and so technically Nebula would be her aunt, but because they're young, they probably just refer to each other as sisters because, you know, who who is your brother? Who is your sister? Who is your parents? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my theory in that, you know, basically like five years before she was born, you know, Stop the War was born first and they ended up raising her, potentially even, you know, giving her last name of Lawrence, even if it wasn't her official last name beforehand. But that's why, like, you know, whenever she's like talking about being an only child, you know, if she does go off to the Peace Corps and disappears, you know. If, like, say, after this year, that's when she goes, and so all throughout season two and through on, she doesn't hear from her again. It's not that she doesn't care. It's just she mourns off screen, and we never see it. Mm-hmm. I can buy that. <laughs> yeah. So, Nebula, stop the war. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, can, yes. can you imagine yelling that down the stairs? Nebula, stop the war. Get down here right now. <laughs> I wouldn't make it through the middle name before I started cracking up. I'd forget what I was mad about. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So everybody thinks that uh, Topanga and Corey like each other. They do. But first, we get some thoughts from Morgan. You know, I'd like to see more of her and less of him. Him being Sean. <laughs> Don't worry, Morgan. It'll happen. Now, Sean does have a theory. Corey, it all has to start somewhere. See, Minkus gets squishy about Topanga. Topanga gets squishy about you. One day you're solid as a rock, the next day, squish. (laughs) Topanga does not have a squish on me. She brought you brownies, dude. Ipso facto lovo uo. (laughs) Ipso facto lovo uo. (sighs) Poetry. Pure poetry. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if based on all of the evidence before them, uh, Sean's not really wrong. (laughs) No, but uh, uh, technically, 
if they were as close as they make it sound later on in the show, it's it's not a big stretch to say that they went through an awkward period and now they're getting close again. Yes. Yeah. But we'll leave that up to that when we get to it. Uh, so yeah. Eric comes in. He just took the garbage out last week. Does he have to do it again? I have a similar problem with my own children taking the trash <laughs> out when it's time. Gosh, it'll be nice when they when my son can do that. <laughs> yeah, I've got two of them that are old enough to do that. And I still have to remind the one that, hey, the trash can in your room is overflowing. Take it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Topanga took Morgan upstairs to braid her hair, you know, give her a, a single braid. She comes back down really quickly with that braid done. Um, TV magic, magic and whatnot. <laughs> magic of being a hippie. <laughs> she has powers. <gasps> Maybe she has special vegan powers. <laughs> it's the Unicorn Rainbow Bookstore magic. Uh, <laughs> so, I was thinking of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I yeah, I have not seen Scott Pilgrim. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yes. I should make you watch that. That could be a Patreon level. Yes, it could be. Um, So Corey is hustling Topanga out of the room. He's got a rather interesting reason. We're over the legal hair limit of this room. Uh, Corey's really up against the hair this episode. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, where's the deep dive on Corey's hair being curly, Tyler? Listen, I only have so much time for so many deep dives. I've already been told I do too many. So Corey, <laughs> producers cut a boy of Dad's Meat World. It's just my wife coming in saying, "Enough with the deep dives." You're diving too deep, Tyler. The oxygen's Mom. running out. New Patreon level. Mom's Meat, Dad's Meat World. <laughs> With the mom's edit, what we say. Uh, Corey slams the door, opens it, takes the brownies back. And mom says, Corey, that wasn't polite. And we get this response. I can't afford to be polite, mom. I'm polite. Squish. I hear a lot of men treat the women they love like that. I'll kill you, Sean. Can we get a little girlfriend action going on here? No. Cory and Topanga sitting in a tree. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. (laughs) That is so adorable. Oh, Sean. That look on Sean's face, that smirk is just hilarious to me. (laughs) Well, I got to ask you, the the classic, uh, you know, sitting in a tree... K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that an insult that uh, was thrown around a lot uh, when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. We heard it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. According to Bangus in a tree, a K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. Or if you really wanted to get rude, then comes Corey in the baby carriage, sucking his thumb, peeing his pants, doing the baby hula dance. I've not heard that one. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) I think no matter what age, like what what time period you come up through, this insult is always around, you know. Oh, yes. Definitely. (laughs) I have to say my favorite uh, version of this, though, is from Parks and Rec with Andy Dwyer. (laughs) 
Because it's like, do you know how to spell kissing? Like, it's like K-I-S-S-I-P-P-I-P-E-Z. It's like, what's happening? Oh, yes. <laughs> You're too old to be no child left behind. <laughs> I love Andy Dwyer. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. So, but Morgan is extremely adorable. Oh yes, she is, and you know she's like that comedy assassin. She comes in, hits her, hits her uh, line, and that's all there is. That's all she wrote. Eric takes the trash out, runs into Mister Feeney at the fence, and we get a lovely Mister Feeney and Eric conversation. Hey, Mister Feeney, how'd your class like my little pep talk today? The class found you amusing and entertaining. But you didn't. On the contrary, I found you both amusing and entertaining. I didn't, however, find you very informative. Everything I told them about the parties and clothes is true. Well, that may be. But uh, you didn't tell them the whole truth. Like what? Well, like, up until now, they've lived in a small, protected environment. Next year, it'll be like moving out of a small town into a big city. It's just a bigger school. How easy is it to get drugs? I don't do drugs. But if you wanted to. Pretty easy. Alcohol? Easier. Cigarettes? Oh, come on, Mr. Feeney. I don't want to bring him down with stuff like that. I mean, I want to give him something to look forward to. Mr. Matthews, do you consider yourself popular? An influential voice in high school? Look, Mr. Feeney, I'm no role model. Yes. But the moment you stepped into that classroom, you became one. Mr. Feeney with the dagger. Yeah. But I gotta say, because we've had Eric and Feeney moments so far, but truly outside of Corey and, um, you know, what, what goes on in his little bubble, the moments that Feeney gives to Eric of teaching him, and it's always these life things he's teaching him and wanting better from him are always so special. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of feel like this is the first one that's actually happening where he's trying to guide him. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. And I do have to say real quick, so the definition of a role model is a person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. Uh, it's him, he's he's right. already a role model. Yeah. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> and the second he walks in that room, he became the role model to every other sixth grader in that room. Well, and I, I always try to explain this to kids on my bus. As an older sibling, you provide an example to your siblings on how you're supposed to act on the bus. If you do something, they will also do it, mm-hmm. which is something they always find annoying. Thus, they don't want to talk about it. But, I mean, he's basically been a role model to both Sean and Corey and also Morgan. But the moment that he placed himself as the older student in the classroom, every single other kid then will look at him and go, oh, Eric. <laughs> yep. So we get, uh, oddly enough, Topanga was still hanging around and she runs off when she sees Eric turn around and he thinks nothing of it, oddly enough. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. I said oddly enough twice. We go into uh, lunch the next day and Corey and Sean are talking about uh, the mac and cheese being the worst that they've ever had. Sean must uh-huh. finish Corey's. Those of us who sit in here, you don't like the exhaust fumes. <laughs> and uh, Topanga's got uh, another offer that for Corey that's going to get her over to his house. Godzilla goes to college. Yeah. 
I don't remember that one ever coming out on VHS. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, it did not. <laughs> uh, there's a part of uh, me that would love to see him scarf up UCLA. <laughs> Uh huh. There are. So I did. I just typed in, you know, Godzilla goes to college. And I did find someone that did like using action figures, <laughs> made a series called He Goes to College. And there's also some stuff about professors who are teaching classes on Japan cinema and using Godzilla as an understanding of how it progresses. It, it wouldn't surprise me if there's like a super, super bootleg version. Because this sounds like something that would have been made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in total, in Japan, between the years 1954 to 2018, there have been 32 Godzilla movies. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, that doesn't include the, uh, up to this point, four American Godzilla movies. Mm. Uh, you have the classic uh, 1997 with uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, I did yeah. see that in theaters, by the way. I was super hoping for a sequel because I was young and didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> but I do have to say that uh, Godzilla versus Kong, that new, that one that came out during the pandemic, it's actually a pretty good movie. If you have HBO Max, I do recommend it. Uh, that's the only one of the, the newer three I have not seen. Uh, it's good. I... I liked it. It's on I mean, my list. Honestly, <laughs> if you want to fast forward through all the human stuff, <laughs> we just get to <laughs> the giant monsters fighting. I don't. Uh, I mean, it's what we're all I won't here look for. down upon you. <laughs> uh. Exactly. But I mean, if you if you watch all of the other ones leading up to it, it makes a little bit more sense. Of course. Ah, uh, so Topanga leaves. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, man, she's got a fine for you. <laughs> I have no clue where Sean's drawl came from, but, uh, Minkus has some strong words for Corey about how he is just Corey is evil in Minkus's eyes. Yeah. And apparently there's, uh, 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 apparently, there's... Aren't you forgetting the trip to Acapulco? <laughs> there's been a trip to Acapulco? Which Sean reveals he embellished. <laughs> uh, and Corey... <laughs> Corey gives up. Six Sean on him. <laughs> Vegas! Wanna play Walnut? <laughs> You won't always have your bodyguard with you. <laughs> Be afraid. <laughs> Be very afraid. Hey, uh, before we go too far, should we inform some of our younger viewers, a.k.a. our children, what's a VCR? Sure. Uh, my children <laughs> actually do know, but uh, let's let's fill in the crowd here. Oh, what's a VCR? No clue. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, Papa, what's a VCR? <laughs> well, back in my day, we had these things called VCRs. So VCR is a video cassette recorder, and you use uh, VHS tapes. But it's an electromagnetic device that records analog audio and analog video 
uh, from broadcast TV and movies uh, and put onto removable magnetic tapes, a.k.a. the VHS. They're the first prototype was actually developed in 1953. We're getting a lot of... Uh, Love for the 50s this episode. Oh, yeah. First home video uh, that was available was in 1972, but it it really became, like, exploded in the 80s. Like, 1980, it, it became, uh, it actually, like, was in, like, everyone's homes and became available for the masses. And mm-hmm. thus, you know, you had uh, people going out buying VHSs. This is when a lot of movie rental places started popping up. Things like Blockbuster. I've heard of those. Of, yes, a bunch of other <laughs> small chains like we had a place in Cory for the longest time, and I'm so sad that it disappeared. But yeah, so this was a giant thing in the 80s and the 90s, and then in the early 2000s, it died. <laughs> because things like Netflix and Redbox came along. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> Actually, it was because of DVDs. Uh, I was thinking specifically of the, the movie rental stores, but yes. Oh, that too, yes. It just no, the died movie, because the, of the, the movie rental stores went away because of those two things. You're absolutely correct. Yes, it just died out because of superior format came along. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Brett, I have a little game for you if you want to play. Oh, sure. Let's play. So I have on here uh, the top 10 most expensive VHS tapes, according to Screen Rants. Okay. Well, if you want to cheat, you can go to that website and give me all the answers. But uh, for this game, I just want you to name off. uh, Let's go with uh, three of the top 10 VHS tapes. Hmm. I'm going to guess one of them could be Star Wars. Star Wars is number one. (laughs) But that's because the original that came out was listed as Star Wars. But then they released the improved CGI fest Mm -hmm. and thus angering Star Wars fans and being in search of the originals. Hmm. Is one of them E.T.? One of them is not E.T. on this list, but I did see it on other lists. Okay. The Godfather. Godfather is not on this list. Mm. It should be, but it's not. Yeah. Trying to rack my brain and think of some of the earliest actually released on, on VHS. I'll give you a hint. There are two of them that are horror movies. They're horror movie classics. I'm sorry. There's three of them. So think of horror movie classics and you may get at least one of them. Hmm. Eh, let's go with... Jaws. Okay, Jaws is, again is not on this list, but I saw another one. <laughs> All right. Uh, ha- Halloween. You have two. S- Halloween is number three. Yes. Ah. Uh, I say you have two solid should be mentioned, like honorable mentions on this I list. Know. So you're not doing bad. Uh, uh, can you, do you think you can give me one more? Uh, let's see. The thing. Uh, Probably not. No. no. Um, I want to say there's a Hitchcock one, but I can't say what it would be. No. I'll just guess one more. Uh, what do I want to guess? What I guess you said there were three horror ones. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead. Evil Dead is number five. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. I got one, three, and five. Yeah, that's not bad. I will say, like, I don't actually recognize some of these, so I do apologize uh, for not mm-hmm. having more information. But number 10 is Tammy and the T-Rex. 
<laughs> I've no heard of it, clue. never seen it. <laughs> yeah, a no clue. The, honestly, the first thing they say on that is, we didn't say they're good movies. They're just saying <laughs> they're most expensive ones. Yeah. Let It Be, uh, which is about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. History of Violence. Okay. Do you remember that one? I remember it, yeah. What's interesting about that one is they said that, you know, it's one of the last, like, big cinema releases mm-hmm. that was on VHS. And so... It's kind of like a white whale for VHS uh, collectors. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it, VHS was still being produced when that one was came out for home video. Well, at that point, I was only watching DVDs. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we go to Texas, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Chainsaw Massacre the original. Yep. And then they have the Walt Disney home videos uh, re-releases in 1981. I think they did like a collection of all the old ones and mm-hmm. released them all at that time out of the Disney vault, as you will. Well, of course, you know. Yeah, real quick, just I know this is a real side sidebar on the sidebar on the sidebar, but <laughs> why didn't Disney Plus just be called the Disney Vault? Like, you already had that name. It was already trademarked. Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> Disney just wants to name everything, everything and own trademarks for everything. But Disney (laughs) Vault... (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Uh, Anywho, so then we have Evil Dead, like you said. Number four is an interesting one. It's WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. What? (laughs) I never would have gotten that one. Uh, For those that don't know, don't follow wrestling, this is a famous wrestling show. This is the one where Hulk Hogan leaves WCW. They name a new champion, and the guy who's writing the show comes out and makes fun of Hulk Hogan. And later on, Hulk Hogan sues him for the comments that he made about him so this is at a weird time in wrestling history so but it's it's a famous show and so especially wrestling wrestling aficionados they gotta have this in their collection so yeah uh, number three is halloween like you said and then tales from the uh quaded zone i don't know anything about that the one quaded zone. i don't know <laughs> I'm just going with what I saw. Mm. And then Star Wars is number one. So mm-hmm. thank you for playing. Luckily, it didn't take as long as the last time we did a game. <laughs> I am the smartest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So back to the actual episode. Hey, Tyler. Yes. I've got two words for you. Antiperspirant. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did a deep dive on that. <laughs> So uh, anyway, we find out that um, Topanga has left her uh, notebook. Topanga forgot her notebook. Want to trash it? I got a little macaroni and cheese left. Nah, she'll probably think it's some type of love code. Oh, why do I have to be so attractive? Oh, look. It's a heart with a name doodly swirly thing. Mrs. Matthews. Give me a break. Mrs. Topanga Matthews. <laughs> Mrs. Eric Matthews. Would you get <laughs> What? Mrs. Eric Matthews. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Before we get there, because I know we want to talk about that, because we have lots to talk about. All but right. This is the second episode in a row where Eric, where Sean clearly wants to destroy something. <laughs> like he has a bad intentions for every innocent thing he ever sees. Oh, yes. It's some sort of pathology. They really start to get into his destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. 
But yes, Mrs. Eric Matthews. Uh, so Corey's off the hook, but he yeah. needs to bring Eric into the loop. And I've got that conversation here. Somebody's in love with you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Who? Topanga Lawrence. You know, that hair in the front row with the girl attached? You're talking about a sixth grader? Later. I'm telling you, Eric, she loves you. Look, she's 11. She's too young to have feelings like that. Mikas is only 11 and he loves her. Will you stop saying that word? Nobody loves anybody. I mean, you're babies. You're too young to understand the, the pain of love, the, the agony of love, the seamy underbelly of love. <laughs> you're not going to fully understand it until you're 15. Like you? Well, I understood it at 14, but hey, I was a natural. <laughs> Look, Eric, you gotta kiss her off. Get her out of your life and mine. She's not in mine. Well, she's gonna be. You know, it uh, sounds like you're jealous. Oh, yeah, I'm jealous. That's just what I want, to be the Panga's boyfriend. And then we can name our children Chewbacca and Plankton. <laughs> okay. I'll get rid of her. What do you want me to say? All right. She's coming over in a little while. Tell her that we both think she's scum and that I'm politically incoherent. Incorrect. There you go. All right. I'll let her down easy. But they're usually pretty crushed. So when you hear the doorbell, call someone to pick up the pieces, okay? <laughs> I'm politically incoherent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Chewbacca and Plankton. I don't think that's what their kids wound up being named. <laughs> no. I mean, Riley and uh, uh, Augie is pretty off from those two. Yeah, I think uh, she may have calmed down before then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Eric's going to I find it interesting that Eric sixth graders are babies. They don't uh -huh. understand love. He does uh -huh. at 15 when you'll be old enough to. But, you know. He's he was a quick learner, so he understood at fourteen, mm -hmm. and uh, he's gonna let her down. But someone needs to pick up the pieces. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and and you kind of get the feeling like Eric's not ready to see his brother as in that dating range, mm -hmm. and so if he puts him down to a certain level. Everyone who is the equal to him is also at that level, mm -hmm. except that's not the case. Not at all. So Alan steps in when Eric leaves, sits down, has a, a nice little chat with Corey. Well, you're used to being confused, pal, because girls are going to be rattling your cage for the next 60 years. Till I'm 71? Yeah, but then you get a break. You do? Yeah, you die. Because Corey's not <laughs> sure, because he's... <laughs> he's He's not relieved that he is not the object of Topanga's affection. He's not jealous. He's just confused. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Alec, Alan just kind of gives him the best advice he can. Women are confusing creatures and they're going to confuse you until you die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think just the... The understanding of me being in a partnership is so radical and confusing that you trying to make sense that the other person gets really difficult. And you know, I've, I've heard my wife with other wives complain about husbands and boyfriends. And 
you know, I don't get complained about that much because, you know, I'm, I'm a unicorn husband, as my wife knows. But uh, <laughs> I'm a unicorn. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> release the unicorn cut. <laughs> um, but anywho, the point that I was going to make, you know, it's just it's really difficult. And especially at a young age, it can be hard to fully understand what the other person's intentions are, what they're doing. And also these relationships start and end so quickly. And, you know, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. I do like that his dad doesn't try to make it seem like it's less than what it is, which is you're going to be confused. Yeah. He doesn't belittle him. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't try to make more of it. He just lets it be what it is and lets him know, mm-hmm. hey, this, this, you know, this is what it is. It's going to be like this for the rest of your life. Just, mm-hmm. you know, live in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, 12 years into being with my wife and I still get confused on a daily basis, at least five times. So. Amen. Preach. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> so we go downstairs. Eric's kind of lounging on the couch. Oddly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Topanga comes to the door. He offers her a seat. She sits down in the doorway. Mm-hmm. We get that lovely iconic shot there. She comes over to sit on the couch. And she really, she talks like she's older. She's uh, oh, done oh. her chart. She has a very old soul. Corey's very nice in a young kind of way. And uh, this mm-hmm. is where we pick up uh, the conversation that I clipped. When you were talking to us in class, you know what I noticed? What? Your aura was glowing. Be that as it may, my aura is too old for you to be looking at. I don't understand. That's because you're not ready to understand. I am ready. You're not. Okay, I was wrong. (laughs) Maybe you are ready. Look, Corey told me about you and he, he told me you're very smart. I don't have to be smart. No. Look, you're gonna have to be smart because there are a lot of guys out there that won't take Aura for an answer. What do you mean? I mean, you've known me for like five minutes and you think you like me because you thought I was cute and who could blame you? But a real relationship is based on so much more than looks. And if you're old enough to have these feelings, then you should know that. You are so wise. Yes, I am. And that wisdom comes from knowing that if you have a relationship based on looks, it's stupid and superficial. Hi, I'm Topanga's sister. Hi, I'm stupid and superficial. (laughs) Uh, Even my eight-year-old loved that final line there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For as thick as Eric can be even this early in the se- in the series, he really is sharing some wisdom here with Topanga mm-hmm. that when she gets to high school, there are going to be guys who don't take aura for an answer and yeah. that she, uh, she doesn't have to change and shouldn't change who she is just because of a guy. And mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty powerful message for any sixth grader. So just to be clear, I think when he says won't take aura for an answer, what he's saying is, is that some guys won't take no for an answer. Oh, yes. I, I believe that to be the implication. <laughs> yeah. And also aura is not what he, they're going to be looking at. So no, not at all. <laughs> And it, it doesn't seem like Eric is trying to be, belittle her. He's just trying to make it clear of, you know, 
this is not going to happen. You know, you don't know me. You just think that, you know, you like me when you don't actually know who I am. Mm-hmm. So he is, in a way, he is trying to be kind to her. But things are kind of different in the seventh season for whatever reason. They are. And uh, you want to take a peek ahead at the seventh season? I do. Yeah, let's let's peek ahead at uh, Eric and uh, what he has to say to Topanga just before Topanga's wedding. Hello, everyone. Okay, don't do this. Look at me, I'm begging you. Quiet, half-breed. There are some people in this room who shall remain nameless. Corey and Mommy and Daddy. Don't think I'm best man material. Well, I'm sorry I have to do this, Corey. Rethink this, all right? It's a bad move. You know something, Topanga? If I can't be the best man, then I'm going to be the groom. Topanga, I love you. I've always loved you. Ever since I saw you through that peephole in the bathroom. And I know how you've secretly longed for me as well. So, Topanga, let's just drop the charade. Topanga, marry me and let's make Nick Nick. Get him. years later <laughs> yes quite 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 different quite different indeed and i i have to say that maybe in the back of eric's mind is like well it's been a long con there topanga <laughs> but i see now what you've done <laughs> you've been with my brother this long <laughs> uh, but it was always to get to me yes <laughs> Uh, I can't wait till we get to that episode. It's one of my favorites. Oh, yes. <laughs> that may be an, an A++ episode. I love that, that one so be. much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, but... <laughs> I'm so happy you used that. <laughs> Ooh, so, back to the first season. <laughs> yes, back to, to No Nick Nick. We, we met... Uh, yeah, No Nick Nick. <laughs> Before the Nick Nick cut, we meet Nebula. Stop the war. Yes. Uh, yes. Played by Christy Clark. She got her acting start on Saved by the Bell. Apparently, she saved the life of Zach Morris in that episode. Uh, went on to do guest spots on Roseanne, The Wonder Years, Step by Step, Seventh Heaven. And she was one of those really weird plastic people in the Duracell family for Duracell's ad campaign in the 90s, where they all had these huh. oversized Duracell batteries sticking out of their backs. Hmm. She also will show up later in Boy Meets World as Valerie in Season 2's Wrong Side of the Tracks. She has not acted since 2007, and I did see something about she ran for city council five or six years ago, I think it was. Cool. Yes. So this is Nebula Stop the War Lawrence. <laughs> and she's meeting stupid and uh, superficial. <laughs> That's right. Topanga's embarrassment is tangible. Corey runs down the stairs wondering if she's gone yet. His confusion is is 
very real. And Eric mm-hmm. seems to finally realize that Mr. Feeney was right. Well, and, and there's a part of me that w- wonders if the fact that Eric turns on a dime and puts charms on his her sister, if that made her go, oh, he's just a dumb boy. He's just an older dumb boy. That's really the only thing I can uh, I can ascribe to that because e- even up to that point, as he's walking over to the door, she's still praising him for being wise, mm-hmm. and it, it has to be that. Oh yeah, he's just a dumb pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we kind of leave on that moment, transition to Mr. Feeney reading a wonderful poem where Corey's getting into it. Cool! um, About uh, someone apparently being burned. Burn him! (laughs) (laughs) Corey's really into this poem. He is, and uh, for anyone who's interested, it is the poem The Cremation of Sam McGee by Robert W. Service, published in 1907. And uh, so Eric uh, comes back, wants to know if he can... uh, uh, wants to know if he can speak to the class again. And uh, And I'm I'm assuming he's in a different, he's there at a different time period. So he's not trying to get an algebra. I wonder if he had like a study period that he asked permission to go back. Mm -hmm. It does seem like this is later in the day. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I would assume so. And uh, we do have his, uh, his second attempt at a message here. A couple of days ago, I I pretty much covered the big high school picture, but um, I, I left out one little tiny detail. You've all known each other since like kindergarten, but next year there's gonna be maybe nine or 10 other sixth grade classes from different schools making up your seventh grade class and you're not gonna know all those kids. A lot of them are gonna think differently than you. What do you mean? Well, do you smoke cigarettes? No. A lot of kids in your new school will. A lot of them are gonna try to press you into it. They're gonna tell you how cool it is to smoke. You wanna be cool, don't you? More than you could ever know. (laughs) Maybe you'll smoke. I don't think so. Why not? Because according to the New England Journal of Medicine, smoking reduces lung capacity, leads to emphysema, and causes heart attack and lung cancer. Well, what if she thought it was cool? Then would you smoke? In a heartbeat. (laughs) Welcome to the world of peer pressure. So he smokes. Do you think that's cool? I think anyone who smokes is a disgusting pig. I'm trying to quit. It's not that easy, Minkus. There's all kinds of pressure. I mean, what about alcohol? Could you use somebody else as an example, please? (laughs) Sure. What about alcohol? What about it? What about drugs? Hey, calm down, Eric. We're not into that stuff. All we like is baseball and comic books. Yeah, that's what you like now. But that's going to change, just like you're changing schools, just like you're going to start feeling a lot of new stuff inside you you're not really going to understand. How do you know? Because you're growing up. Some of you have already started. I would say he put a lot more thought into that message. Yeah. He probably was sitting up late night, writing something down, and knew what he really wanted to say. Mm -hmm. I think he even rehearsed it. And Mr. Feeney looks to be rather impressed with with Eric's work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know... 
as, as you and I both know, peer pressure is one of the biggest issues that teenagers deal with. Mm-hmm. And, and it can cause them to do a lot of dumb things, things they wouldn't <laughs> want to do. And when you ask someone, why did you do what you did? And their response is, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I thought I could be cool and people would like me if I did it. Mm-hmm. Or so-and-so did it. <laughs> All my other friends do it. And, and that's the thing that's so hard to, to help teenagers understand is that every single one of you feels peer pressure. Whether it's to be somebody else, to be the, the the right cool person, have the right stuff, somebody always feels they have to do something for other people's approval. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why. Why is high school like this? Well, I would venture a guess that when you throw a bunch of adolescents who are still trying to form their own sense of identity into the world, or their sense of identity and their sense of place in the world together... You're just naturally going to get some that are more confident, that are going to rise to the top, and people are going to gravitate gravitate toward them and want to impress them and want to be like them. They see something in them that they admire because they seem confident, whether they're mm-hmm. it, acting like it or they just really are. Yep. Everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to be, even, even the people who say they don't do. And mm-hmm. everyone wants to be confident in who they are and wants to know who they are. And yeah. Uh, it's a social structure. That's terrible. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to fix it. <laughs> no. So we want to go to the lunchroom? Yes. And uh, Minkus is playing. He loves me. Or he loves me. <laughs> she loves me. She loves me not. A love bomb has blown his head off. <laughs> and uh, Corey and Sean have, uh, they're, they're going to make a truce. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're going to make a pact. Girls are never going to come between them. Nothing will ever change. And immediately a girl walks up, uh, played by Brianne O'Donnell, only ever acted in Hollywood and Boy Meets World. This is one of only two acting credits she'll ever has. She'll appear one more time later this season, presumably as the same character who's yep. named Hillary, and then never act again. Comes up, asks Sean, hey, can you show me where the principal's office is? Mm-hmm. And Sean looks over at Corey with a little look on his face. We have a deal. And Sean <laughs> looks back at the girl with a kind of a giggling grin he looks back at Corey we have a deal (laughs) and Sean of course is a perfect person because he is uh, he's been there so many times and we get the hilarious image of Corey just desperately holding on to Sean as Sean is walking out the lunchroom (laughs) to show her where they are where it is it's interesting how he dropped like a dime the moment he saw a new pretty girl that he's never seen before indeed (laughs) and we haven't gotten to the hormone episode where the telegram comes yet but you know it's the first time he's seeing a girl he's never seen before where Mm -hmm. you could argue Topanga and probably other girls in his class. He's known for years. So they're just that Mm -hmm. annoying girl that's always been around, but Hey, she is new and something's different. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) 
And then we have a rather humorous tag where Minkus is tutoring the boys in French. And uh, yes. honestly, it's just such a fun little uh, send off that uh, I had to I had to clip it. No, Minkus, you know what's simple? Frog. Yeah. The F-R-O is pronounced frog. And the G is like the English G. Why can't these French guys just speak English like normal people? Who cares how the French talk? I like how they kiss. Wait a minute. They kiss differently, too? Let me put it this way, boys. The tongue is not silent. <laughs> oh, Eric. Suck the neck. The tongue is not silent. <gasps> the Eric's voice definitely rowdy. sounded pretty. Uh, Merka is the best. Why can't everyone else be more like Merka? <laughs> and Eric's like, I don't care. I like French kissing is the kiss. best. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, though, um, the whole title of the episode is She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Have you? Did you ever do that as a kid where you peck the f- flowers, petals, and, and play that? I probably did at some point. I uh, don't remember distinctly at this moment, but I probably did. I had most, like, in my neighborhood, I had more, like, girls that were around me. And so they would do that for boys, and I'd do that for girls. Honestly, the most consistent woman I do that for would be my mother. And the answer is always she loves me. But, yay, give you something fun to do in the backyard. And as long as you find a flower with odd-numbered petals, you're golden. Yeah. <laughs> I think for my Feeney's lesson, um, I was reminded of the importance to be honest and upfront from the beginning. Eric got into trouble, not necessarily for himself. I mean, kind of for himself by not sharing everything from the beginning. And mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to be watching you. So honestly, it's best to be honest and upfront from the beginning all the time, just because you don't know who's going to be watching you and you know, you save a lot of time and a lot of trouble that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a similar vein, I think what I had learned, and maybe I've learned this before, I can't keep track, you know, after every single episode or so, you forget the lesson you learned before. But <laughs> I'd probably just say being willing to be honest and actually communicate. Mm-hmm. Because if Corey was willing to actually talk about it directly with Topanga and, and not just see her as an obstacle to get rid of, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it could have been beneficial for her and him, save her the embarrassment and save him, quote unquote, embarrassment, you know, because ultimately through his actions, she got hurt. Mm-hmm. He couldn't control that she developed the crush. But once he knew he held very vital information, not that he was aware of that yet. So mm-hmm. just being willing to be open and honest and talk about stuff. Honesty truly is the best policy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what would you rate this uh, episode, Brent? I give this one a B plus. Good, solid story. Good, uh, good moral, good message. And uh, yeah, hey, the tongue is not silent. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think I go with the B plus as well, because this, this is a really good episode. But I don't think it's quite at a, a level yet. So mm-hmm. I go B plus. It's a really strong B plus. Well, Brett, I have a dad joke for you. Excellent. I've been waiting. So, uh, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? (laughs) 
Oh, Tyler, you know they bring pilgrims. <laughs> they do bring <laughs> pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well, Tyler, uh, it's been a pleasure covering this episode with you. And yes. uh, I believe we have some social media that we like to hang out on. Yeah, we do. We got uh, Twitter account. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. And we have an email. So if you have any questions that you really want to reach out to us, you know, email is a good way to do it. You can always get a hold of us in the other uh, social medias. If you want to talk to me directly outside of the Pause Me world, not Pause Meat World, Daz Meat World. My apologies. Uh, you <laughs> can always you. Uh, <laughs> you can always get a hold of me on Twitter at Tyler Volk. If you want to tell Pause Meat World that we're coming for them, uh, do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> where can we find you, Brett? You can find me at Pod Meets World Door, banging it down to tell them we're coming for him. But really, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Headley Art, sharing my artwork and interacting with anyone who leaves me a comment. So, Tyler, thank you, good looking. I'll see you uh, next you, week good looking. for another episode. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story. Shout out to my mom. She's the reason I'm a dad. Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> She's the reason I have humor. <laughs> She's the reason you have life. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the one. She's the reason I have life. <laughs> Please cut out the first thing I said. <laughs> he got feed. <laughs> He's a butt. (laughs) She's the reason I'm a father. You idiot. Feeny's a butt. Gosh, Uh, should we end this episode? (laughs)